0: I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. Today's episode is a little different from other episodes I've released in the past because Instead of sitting down to interview my dear friend, Caroline Sumlin, who has been on the show a couple of times before, um, I really wanted this episode to instead be a super candid, not scripted or planned in advance conversation where we can talk about how she, as, as a black woman in America, specifically in Minneapolis, is handling the heaviness and pain and racial injustice that is taking place in our country and has been for so long Um, my intent for this episode isn't so much to educate all of us although i definitely do believe you will learn a lot from caroline today but really i just wanted an opportunity to hear caroline's heart and give you and i a new perspective that can hopefully lead to an even greater increase in understanding of what these events in our country have meant to some in the black community as well as give us an even greater desire and passion for racial justice, which I know has been awakened in a lot of us these past few weeks. Um, I'm so thankful that Caroline was willing to come onto the show and, and be so honest with us, and please do, when you get a chance, reach out to her on Instagram if this conversation resonated with you, just just to thank her for her time and her openness as well. Um, I know that would mean so much to her, especially considering how much of herself, she has poured out this past month and showing up and educating others and really just sharing the pain and burden on her heart that she has had to deal with far longer than most of us uh, so with all of that being said here is my conversation with caroline
1: are you laughing at my closet i did not expect to see you in your closet <laughs> this is where i record welcome to my podcast studio <laughs> so glamorous it's beautiful you got the you got the professional sound buffers of the clothing it's top of the line you know makes that sound perfect you've got this high quality you know iphone microphone situation right here and i you know i paid like a thousand dollars for this this is like the best microphone you could ever have for your podcast okay listen and since we moved and this is the one area that I haven't organized yet even though the rest of my house is organized I also happen to have a breast pump right here so
0: hey you've got it all you've got it going on I mean your sound quality is going to be way better than mine because I'm sitting right in front of a wall in an echoey dang nursery
1: so <laughs> I love it how's your day going Uh, it's going okay. I'm trying to get this, this stuff, this work done. It's going to be some late nights trying to get this membership launched on Monday.
0: Yeah. Um, Saturdays are like, kind of like your CEO day, right? Like that's when you really nail down some work.
1: It is. Um, my husband had to go somewhere this morning though. So I did put a, I put a movie on for the girls. Um, and I got some stuff done. Uh, Harper's at her squirmy, Stage though, you know Avery can sit and watch TV all day if she wanted to. Whereas Harper is like, I. <laughs> so, um, you know, I did what I could. Um, so yeah, but just in general, just it, it, it like the launch of this, especially since it's like new and there's so many kinks and there's so many elements that I'm I just. And then with everything that, that has been going on lately, it just, I feel like I could work until the cows come home and I could never be done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm recording, by the way. I already started.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I oh, didn't know that. <laughs> um, which I mean, we don't have to use this very beginning, but I did just want to go ahead and start it because you never know how, what, how we might start our conversation. Clearly we started off. Talking about your recording studio and you know all of its (laughs) many glamorous elements, so I think we got off to a good start. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. But yeah, you know, this is the first time that I've ever done, I guess, like an episode. You could say a podcast episode um, where, like, I did not come prepared. Well, I came. Like, I wrote down a couple notes right before we hopped on, but. I didn't want this to feel like an interview, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like I wanted to feel like a conversation, but at the same time, I'm almost anticipating it to feel like an interview because I have so many questions that I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just going to throw at you. So odds are, this is going to totally be an interview. Um, But yeah, I, I, you know, I am really excited for my listeners to get to hear us just talk about what's going on in the world. I definitely wanna, I mean, I wanna hear your point of view way more than I care about anyone hearing my point of view, Um, because I just feel like the things that I'm seeing you share and the things that you're putting out there are things that I have need to hear, I've needed to hear. And I'm wondering how many more of my listeners might need to hear it too. Um, not to say that all the pressure is on you and that, you know, it's your role to educate us and to tell us all the things, you know, but I am so grateful that, you know, you're willing to take this time, you know, on a Saturday night to talk with me about this, yeah, sorry, talk with me about these things. Gosh, it's late. I got like spitballs coming out of my
1: mouth and, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm, I don't know. I'm just excited about this conversation. So thank you.
1: Oh, the pleasure's all mine. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, can we start off, well, first of all, I kind of want to give, I mean, I say this isn't, this is not an interview, but here it's quickly becoming an interview where I'm like, I feel like you should introduce yourself um, to whoever's listening because I think it would help them understand the context of this conversation. Um, I mean, we should probably state what is not so obvious because they can't see you and they can't see me, but we should talk about, you know, how we're not the same race. And, you know, and this time for you, you know, as part of the black community is heavier for you than it has been for me. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I've wanted to have you on the show to talk about these things more recently, because. I think we need more of that heaviness. Um, I need more of that heaviness. So anyway, can you just real quick, just introduce yourself and then we'll just, we'll, we'll get to chatting.
1: Uh, Yeah, really, really quickly. I'm I'm, I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. I don't know why I wave. Like there's people there. (laughs) Hey everyone. Hi, how's it going? I'm awkward as well. If you've ever watched, um, if you know who Issa Rae is, she um, is a producer and actress and she has a show on HBO called Insecure. Um, if you want to watch a black show, go watch that one. That's really good. But she started off with having a, a, YouTube series called awkward black girl. And I am her, <laughs> I am awkward black girl. I, I like hands down. That's like my, my, my person. So I happen to be awkward. I happen to be black. <laughs> I happen to be a mom. Um, and I also have a business. Um, I run, uh, mission motherhood, which is an amazing, uh, ministry community for moms who want to fulfill their mission, both in and out of motherhood. But that's not the whole point of of us being here, but that's just my little title, if you will. Um, But yeah, other than that, I'm just, you know, I'm a grateful mom, grateful wife, and proud to be black, even though things are hard right now. But um, yeah, that's me. And I I love love Jesus. And I, I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, like, it's
0: funny, like you say, you know, well, we're not here to talk about that, but I feel like we are going to talk about it just because <laughs> that's how our conversations gravitate anyway. Um, and for anyone who's listening today, like who has not realized this, you have been on the show before. And in fact, yeah you've been on the show twice. Before. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: so this I'm, is, really, I'm really grateful for you.
0: <laughs> you have officially been on the show more times than anyone else, even my wow. own husband. You, yeah, you've officially been on the show more. Um, so this is your third time. I'm so excited about this one. But again, like this one's going to be hopefully a slightly different feel. Um, just sort of, you know, I kind of approached you with this idea of it being like a coffee chat like two girlfriends chatting over coffee, although it's nine o'clock at night and neither of us are holding coffee, but, (laughs) but it's just going to be super casual. Um, if, if this is, I don't exactly know the best way to start off this conversation. So I'm just going to start it maybe even bluntly, but we're just going to go right into it. How, how are you feeling today on Saturday, the 13th versus how you maybe were feeling two weeks ago from today? Um, is it the same? Have things
1: changed? Like kind of walk me through that. Cause a lot's happened in two weeks. It's a good question. You know, I feel, I feel better. Like I'm feeling more focused again in that kind of thing. Um, and I think part of that has been a coping mechanism because I've just also got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to give myself a break from all, all of it because it is so much and, and mm-hmm. really like every time you know there's there's media share whether it was i mean of course in the very beginning you know everything about george floyd was so heavy and we're still talking about him of course but we're also talking about everything that has to do with let's like all of a sudden we're all all of us black people are sharing our stories and we're like look we've been oppressed this whole time did you not know that So part of that has been, like, every time it, like, it opens a wound. Like, every time it's, like, it's, like, almost making me, like, like, it's making me confront how I've been feeling my entire life that I had just numbed out and accepted because that's just life as being a that that's just life when you're a black person in america you know but now we're exposing all of it in on social media especially because of course like you know what you hear in the news is a lot different from what's being shared on social media so you know in the news i might just hear about updates the protests and riots and those kinds of things whereas in social media where We're sharing information about what systemic racism is, and we're talking about you know the different types of racism and all the different ways that you know we as 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 black people have have dealt with this and we're you know and, and of course there's also the the emotion of what companies are speaking out who's not speaking out, are you speaking out for the right reasons are you just trying to save face like So all, there's so many mixed emotions that are constantly coming at you just with all of the stuff that I realized in order for me to function better than I was last week, I had to give myself a little bit of a break and I kind of had to to numb it out a little bit. Um, That doesn't mean I haven't been, you know, still sharing because I am, but I think I've just, I've shared a little bit less frequently than I was last week or just you know, not, not at the same volume, I guess, maybe the frequency has been there. I've been sharing every day, but the volume hasn't been as much just for my own sanity. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tuning into, you know, more podcasts and things of that nature. Cause also I'm learning about, I'm learning, I'm learning things that I already knew because I already experienced it, but I'm learning even more depth. You know what I'm saying? That, Mm -hmm. that it's like, I knew, but I didn't maybe even know all of the intricacies because nobody learns these things if you were educated in America, right? So there's, all of us are learning together. So I've been a little bit less social media, a little bit more, let me listen to some podcasts and just get more of like the intellectual side of things. Um, And again, like just taking care of myself as much as I can because If I let myself be too consumed, then I'll just be a hot mess all the time. And I can't do that, you know, Mm. because it is hard. It's hard and it's heavy. And I'm grateful to be having this conversation. And I'm glad that all today I didn't really pay attention to the media and that kind of things. I could prepare myself to be in an okay space to have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? I didn't overwhelm myself. Yeah. Do you feel
0: like you have sort of taken on the role, maybe not even like Purposefully, but have you taken on this role of an educator in this time?
1: Yeah, I I did, I, and I wasn't expecting it. Right, you know I mean, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> like I really I really wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, I'm trying to even remember like how it happened. I think part of it was just it was for for in a, for a little bit like it was it was just my own anger. It was just my own like wait let's get the story straight. Like when everything started in Minneapolis. I am, by the way, I'm from Minneapolis. So that was like the hardest thing. Like it hit home so badly. I feel like my grief was, you know, twice as much just out of the sheer fact that this, the worst, one of the worst, I won't say the worst, definitely not the worst, but one of the worst, you know, killings of a black man that we've seen in police brutality in recent time you know, they've all been bad, but that was one of the, the, the most brutal one that I've seen in a while that happened in my hometown. And so I battled a lot of emotions of feeling almost betrayed by my city, but also awakened to a lot of its own racism that I knew was there, but because I was from the suburbs and because like I I dealt with a very, I dealt with a lot of racism in the suburbs. But I dealt with a different type of racism. The, the racism in the city in Minneapolis is very different from the racism in the suburbs so I was awakened to something that again like I knew it was happening because my whole life I would go into the city to be around more black people like that's just how we that's like when you're black and you live in the suburbs you have to go find your community and you have to go like be around your people in order to like learn what it means to like be black and hold on to your heritage because it's 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 a, we live in a society that tries to to literally rip it away from you with every possible you know fiber of its being like any how can we strip you of your of your culture also, how can we use it over here in, in media and like make it cool when we do it, but how can we strip it from you because it's horrible, right? So like I, I grew up going into St. Paul and going into Minneapolis to be around black people, be at the Juneteenth Fair and, and, and celebration and be at Rondo Days and all this amazing black culture and stuff. And I also knew that, that, that you know, of course, I knew that St. Paul, Minneapolis were more inner city and the population of black people was greater, but I didn't think, I, I think I felt like before Philando Castile, I felt like Minneapolis was just not going to be touched by police brutality. I was like, you know, I know that we have black people in Minneapolis and St. Paul and the twin cities and all that stuff. But I, but I'm just going to assume that the racism won't be that bad to get to that point. And then Philando Castile happened. But then I saw George Floyd and I was like, Oh my goodness, my city has betrayed me. Like, do I even know my city anymore? You know? And then of course with the riots too, which it was a, it was such an, a conflicting emotion. It was like, what do we have to do to be heard? You know, we're angry. We're, we're we are we're grieving. We have been unheard all of our lives. And the more I de- I dove into the Minneapolis like history and read articles and all that kind of stuff, and then I saw posts about actually it's been white supremacists. Actually, we have video of people. It's not the it's not the protesters. The media is getting it wrong. So that's when I got angry, and I was like, I have to share everything. We are not going to. I'm not going to sit here and let people talk bad about my city and make it seem like the protesters just went crazy and started doing stuff and it started acting a fool because that's exactly what the media that's exactly what white america wants they want to be like oh look they're animals they're monkeys look they're proving that they're criminals they're proving our point like that's that's what they want us to do you know and so that's so angering. so it's like on, on one side like yeah i'm not saying that black people weren't you know rioting and looting because that's true they were but it wasn't all us It was a lot of it was just people that were trying to cause craziness and cause destruction and and with the with the ulterior motive of inching away from it and like doing this thing and like inching away from it and pointing the fingers over there because it was caught on camera so that's when I began like just sharing a lot and just coming on camera, and I was I was coping, I was angry, and then people started asking me questions, and then I started having DM conversations. And all of a sudden, I was waking up to like 20 DMs. So I'm like, my Instagram has never blown up like this ever in my life. <laughs> like, what in the world happened? And it just we just started having conversations. And so that's when I opened it up to asking for more people to talk to me, because part of me was like feeling. I remember when I asked that question, I was feeling so defeated. I was like this ain't gonna change. People are just gonna be racist. People out there saying all lives matter. People out there you know, just really wanting it to be political and all this stuff. And my husband and I were feeling frustrated. He's like, this isn't going to change. Nothing changed. The Rodney King riots, nothing changed. Da, da, da. And I was really trying to hold out hope, but I was feeling really defeated when I asked that question. I was like, okay, if you're out there and you like shifted your mindset and you all of a sudden became more anti-racism before, and maybe before you were neutral or you were even like maybe a little bit more racist or whatever, like tell me your story. Like what made you change? And then I got more DMs and then just It just blew up and I became educating people. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So,
0: you know. (laughs) Well, and and I just want to say, like, thank you. You know, on behalf of everybody, I mean, but especially white privileged women who don't know what's going on and don't know what their role should be, thank you. Because I've learned a lot from watching you. I've also learned from talking to you and and you know i hope it's not awkward but i want to share the encounter that we had in in one of our dm conversations because it was a learning point for me that i needed that i didn't know i needed if that makes sense like i wasn't even aware of what I needed to learn until that moment where you responded to one of my stories and was like, ah, uh, something <laughs> off here. So, it, so if you don't mind, could you maybe, um, like, I mean, I can share what it was that I shared, but then I would love if you could maybe just like briefly talk about your response. Cause I know you could do it way better than, than I would do it. And then I'll, and then I want to share what that did for me because I think that it kind of highlights the importance of, not being afraid to be called out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So what happened was on, I think maybe it was, it was two weeks ago, it was either on a Sunday or a Monday, I had started seeing your stories, I had started seeing other people post, and I just decided like, "Eh, I'm just gonna see how this plays out. Like I didn't want to get too heavily involved. I was thinking, this isn't really my place, I don't see my role. I didn't want to be controversial, even though how silly is that to think that controversy is the thing we should be most concerned about here, but that that was where I was. I was thinking I don't want to be controversial. I reshared a post um, and it was basically along the premise of you know, it's okay to be silent during this time if, you know, if you are just processing and maybe you don't know what to say, it's okay to just quietly process and you don't need to speak up. You don't really need to use your voice. Um, And that was what I shared because that was kind of, that was what I thought. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds right. That, That resonates with me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it was sort of my way of saying something without saying something, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. I put it out there thinking, you know, I'm woke enough that I don't need to really get involved. This is about the extent of what I think I'm going to do just to at least briefly touch on it. You know, like check, check the box off, if that makes sense. Right. You responded to me and so lovingly, like so graciously, not at all out of a place of like judgment or, you know, criticism, but really just out of like a yearning to, kind of like shake me a little bit and in a way I needed to be shaped, um, shook, shake. I don't even know. But can, can you maybe tell the listeners like what it was that that seeing me post that, what that meant
1: to you and why you chose to respond back? Yeah. Um, hmm. so there's a few things. One you know, there there's a lot of people talking about, like, your your silence is violence and, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, even for a while, I was, I wasn't sure, because there's a part of me that's like, you know, you can't force anybody to say anything. Like, that's their prerogative. It's their space. It's their platform. It's their whatever, right? But at the same time, if you firmly stand, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll say you're, if you firmly stand for the you know Black Lives Matter and making sure that racism is ended in this country, and that's something that you firmly believe in, and you've chosen to. I mean, what, regardless of if you've chosen to use your your social media as a platform or not, but we'll you know because I I honestly think it doesn't really matter, but I think it's even more important if you've chosen to use your social media as a platform. If, if you decide you want to have a voice and you have an audience and they're listening to you on a daily basis, then this is not the time to then silence because you have people that are looking to you to guide them just like you guide them through, through everyday life. So, so there's, you know, like sharing is, is, is how we dismantle the racism. You know, you share with one person who com- becomes two, who becomes four and it becomes exponential. So if we're staying silent, then we're staying complicit and we're allowing it to continue to happen thinking, Oh, you know, I'll just stay comfortable over here or whatever, you know? So there was a part of that was just like, no, like this is just, there's just, it's too important. If you, if you have a stand, if you feel strongly about this, if you care at all about your black friends, you will say something because this is way more serious than like, you know, some other current event that's happening when everyone, when there's an earthquake somewhere and everyone says, pray for said city and they move on. Not saying that that's not serious either, but like, this is something that has been destroying. This is as if an earthquake's been happening for 400 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is more than, you know, it, like, again, not like, not saying an earthquake isn't important, but like I'm just using the example of like, you know, an earthquake happens, everyone's devastated, we, we send money, we do what we need to do, whatever, we help that, that, that country rebuild, et cetera, et cetera. But like, this is something where it's like our entire country was built and continues to be built to this day to make sure black people do not have a seat at the table or have very few seats at the table, or if they have a seat at the table, their voice is silenced. Like, you know, to make sure black people don't have wealth, to make sure that black people stay in poverty, to make sure that black people have more encounters with the police, to be locked up, to be killed, to be whatever. Like this is, and, but, but yet, like, we are citizens of this country, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so it's just I don't even know if I'm communicating this correctly, but it's but it, I just I just felt like if you if you choose not to say something, then you're saying that this doesn't matter to you, mm. you know what I'm saying? With your silence, yeah, that, that's what I don't remember exactly what I said, like to be honest with you, because it was two weeks ago, but I, I think I was like, like, no, like if you have a platform and people listen to you, and then you have a responsibility to stand up and say something. Or if you choose not to, then you're also standing up and you're saying something. Mm-hmm. But either way, you're standing up and you're saying something. Silence is not is not mean. Like, And, and also, I, said, I think I said something along the lines too, where it's like, we don't know that you're doing all these things at home. Like, I knew things because you and I were just communicating and you had checked on me and we had sort of, I just bit my tongue. <laughs> we had just sort of talked, you know, And so I knew where your heart was, but I'm like, I am one person. Your entire audience of 2000 plus people has no idea where your heart is right now. They need to know you are a leader in your space. You are, you know what I'm saying? You've you've positioned yourself as an expert, but even if you didn't, even if you were just a, you know, a regular, like I just use my Instagram platform for personal reasons, we all have platforms now. And we all have the power to take a stand the same way. We all have the power to vote. We all have freedom of speech. We all have that ability. So if we, if we were always taking a stand, regardless if we say something or we don't or what we say, or we do not, we all have that. And, but specifically for you, like those women that are following you, like they needed to know where your heart was, you know? So I felt like if you didn't say anything, they would know your heart was over here. And if you did say something, they would know your heart was over here, but either way they would know. And you would be risking maybe sending the wrong message if you had stayed silent.
0: Yeah, and I'm re- that is exactly what you, what you said. There was, there was one more part too that I want to bring up because this was also helpful for me. And like, I think I apologized to you like a million times and I was like, okay, wait, I'm sorry, but I have one more question because I was really <laughs> trying to learn, but I didn't want to, you know, make it your job per yeah. se to educate me. Mm-hmm. But I remember asking you, okay, well, what do I say now, though? You know, like, okay, it has been a few days. Okay, you know, I think this was right before Blackout Tuesday. I think it was the day before. And I was like, okay, what do I say then? And you said to me, you know what? Like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to say all the right things. You don't have to take on this task of educating people either. But really, right now, maybe your best move is just to say publicly for whoever is watching, listening, reading your post, just you know, show them I see your pain and like I hear your cries and I'm I'm here for you. I'm praying for you and I stand with you. Like that, those were the yep. words that you that you gave me permission to use, and so that was kind of like like that was me realizing, oh crap, like she's right. You know, if I'm not even willing to say. I'm here for you and I'm sorry. And I see your pain. Like if I can't even acknowledge what's happening, how, how does that indicate the hardness of my heart right now? And I realized over the course of, you know, a few days and, you know, even still up until now, like there's been some hardness that I had no idea was there. I still don't even know what that hardness is or what it means. Or I think, you know, maybe it's just a byproduct of white privilege. Like I have no idea, but I needed to like be a little bit softened to this idea, um, to this truth that like, I, I can stand by people and without it having to be controversial, I'm putting that in air quotes. And even if it was controversial, like who cares because it's not about me. It's about love. It's about justice. It's about doing what's right and showing support. And like when you painted it in that light, and I think you even said the words like, you know, if there was, um, you know, like another big catastrophic event in America that happened, you know, at the same time you know, in the same way that you said, like, you know, people put up posts like pray for Vegas, pray for whatever, like you yeah, know yeah. that you would not think twice about yep. saying something. Yep. So you said to me, like, why are you thinking twice about this? And again, like, it was just so eye-opening for me in a way that I I needed to have my eyes wo- opened. And like, I honestly feel like I have ridden for a long time off of this justification that I've created for myself off of the premise that my stepdad is Black, my stepsister is Black, I have, you know, a Black family, and I have thought because of my, um, sort of like my, the fact that like I'm next to them, that somehow like I'm with them and I'm by default on the right side if that makes sense. Yeah. And this was, was for the first time, like a moment where I realized, okay, just because of my like connection doesn't mean that I get it and doesn't mean that I'm fully involved and aware and anti-racist. Like I might not even be an ally at all and not even know it. Right. Um, so th- this has been a very eye-opening experience for me. I just, I just feel like I've been learning a lot. Um, and honestly, like a lot of it is because of you, because of the way you're showing up. Um, but not, you know, but not just you, because more people are also sharing things, you know, and it's not just the black community. It's really, everyone is banding together to make this a bigger, to make a bigger awareness in the world right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine how heavy it's been for you because it's been heavy for me and I'm still not even
1: in it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm glad you remembered what I said because I surely didn't. <laughs> I really didn't remember. I was like, "Oh yeah, I did say that. Yeah, that sounds way better than what I just said." Just no, <laughs> no. I mean, what you said was great too, but I think maybe I remember it more because I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, yeah. "Ooh, yeah." But I it mean, hurt it hurt in a good way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I hear, I the thing about it, like, I, I under, I'm really good with seeing, like. A lot of different perspectives and, and empathizing in that way, and so I, I empathize with what you're saying, and I know like there are some like there's definitely instances where you know a white person says something or whatever, and they may get attacked and be like, blah 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 blah, your white privilege, your white fragility, whatever. And there's times when it's warranted. Don't get me wrong, I've seen it, and I'm like, yeah, no, we gotta cancel that. But you know, I'm. But for the most part, like. I do understand why you would think that, you know? And, 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 and I think that the biggest thing that I wanted, when I, I had that conversation with you and I had conversations with a lot of other white women that really helped me to understand too, is like, it's really, it's a lack of knowledge. Like you said, like you're learning. There's been a, like no one, even like for me, I didn't even realize that white people could be allies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know that. I just thought it was black people against the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it sounds that sounds weird, but I never just I I yeah, sure, I have plenty of white friends. And I'm not saying like any of my white friends like see me, you know, some kind of way necessarily, but I just always knew that my white that my white friends would just never get what it was like to be black. Like there was just gonna be certain things that would happen to me that wouldn't happen to them that they wouldn't understand and that it would be too uncomfortable for them to talk about and they would just assume that, well, I like you. And so that's okay. You know? Um, but now that we're really digging really deep and we're like, you know what? Like I, it, it's, I didn't even much. Like we're, we're digging so deep to like, for me hearing like it's a white person's responsibility to like help fix the problem is like new. is like news to me. I was like, Oh, it is because I thought it was our job. Like I really did, but it makes sense. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're the ones that y'all oppressed us. Y'all, you know, not you specifically, but like, the, <laughs> you know, white folks in this country, y'all ancestors, you know, did that. And because you're still benefiting, just like we're still suffering from the effects of slavery and everything that's happened since then, because, you know, I think, and I think that's such an, an, a misknown thing. Like well, I've, I've heard it before, like, why are we still complaining about slavery? Blah, blah, blah. Like, why, like, why can't we move on already? Like, someone said in my DMs, can't we just move on from racism? Like, why do we have to so hang on to it? Are we ever going to end it if we just don't move on? I was like, ooh, girl, you don't know what you're talking about, you know? Because the effects of slavery are so deep because once we were freed and then we started, to, we started to produce wealth for ourselves and we started to kind of make a way for ourselves and try to get ourselves, you know, a little something, something, own some land, which is the way that we build wealth in America white people were like we can't have that so how can we cancel your neighborhoods how can we draw these lines certain places you know so all the way from hundreds of years ago to when black people first started migrating and making towns for themselves all the way down to why we have the projects now that are basically meant to keep black people in poverty like all of that is a part of the system you know so but i was never like of course like in my little suburban history class in suburban minnesota in a whole whitewashed education system unless you go to a black school i didn't know that i did not know Not i didn't, i knew about the systemic racism but i didn't know that we could actually say like okay well it's your job to like fix it and be an ally i just i just didn't know i just figured this would be a fight that we'd be continuing to fight or accept our whole lives and i was on the side of acceptance i was like well honestly like for all these like it wasn't until George Floyd where I was like, okay, now I'm really angry. Like before I was like, I'm angry and I'm numb. Yep. Nope. Another one. Yep. Mm-hmm, they're still lynching us. Yep. They still hate us. Yep. I'm really sad. I'm really depressed. But I wasn't, I, I was never going to be like, you know, expecting any change because this is just the way the country is like, I'm just used to it. I'm just used to the fact that I'm black and that means I'm less than like, that's just the, 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 the narrative of my life as being a black woman. And I've just accepted it. So now that it's like, we're, we're like, no, like this is, this is not okay. Which of course we knew that, but I just never thought that anybody else could know that too. I never thought that white people could be like, yeah, I'm with you. Racism not okay. racism is not okay. I thought all white people were like, Oh, really? It still exists and just never would really understand. There would always just be this little divide. So I'm learning too. I'm saying all that to Like I'm learning, I'm learning that, Oh, like, you know, you all can stand with us and, and we can do this together. And Especially with your voices being the ones in power, of course, it's going to take your voices to help end systemic racism. You really think they're going to listen to black folks when they want to make us oppressed still? No, it's going to take the white people in power to really end this. Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. It's been a w- lot. Would you say that you're more hopeful
0: now than you've ever been? <laughs>
1: Um, you're like, I don't really know. (laughs) I really don't know. It's up and down. Um, it's, it's up and down. Um, you know, my, my husband and I talked about this a little bit and he, you know, he's, he's a black man in America, obviously, because he's a man, um, and he's black, but, um, you know, he, he has, he has like zero hope. He's like, yeah, I'll believe when I see it. You know, I mean, he gets he gets happy when you know companies stand up for Black Lives Matter. Like I, I read him the Ben and Jerry's post, and he was like, "Yeah, that's what's up." You know, like he was real excited, and that's great. You know, so he sees that you know there's 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 some change happening, you know. But but then we also have the the conversations of like, but how much of this is a marketing ploy? How much of this is opportunistic? How much of this is you know just a way to like you said earlier, check the box, but then, you know, what's really going to happen. But then I see, you know, Minneapolis police department been cut off from the university of Minnesota cut off from Minneapolis public schools that people are overriding them. I don't know who it is, but somebody in office is overriding the Minneapolis mayor and says, even though Minneapolis mayor is like, I don't support dismantling the police, the people that were like, actually we are over you and we do support this. And so I I see a little bit of change happening and, and, and that stuff does make me hopeful, but I, I would be, I would not be honest with you right now. If I, if I was like, yeah, I think this is, this is all great. And it's all going to be different. Yay. Like I, there's a, a much larger part of me that is, is cautiously optimistic and is still waiting for the next killing, you know, and, and also realizing too, that it's not even just about the killings. It's, it's so much deeper than that. Like, like that's, what's bringing it to the forefront. You know, of course, like the police brutality, and that's huge. That that is one of our number one issues in this in this country with systemic racism is the way the police system is built to you know to to basically be the backbone of systemic racism in our country. Like that's just how it was built. So that's a huge issue. But there's just it's so much deeper than that. You know, for my my I may I'm definitely afraid of the police as a black woman because I am black. I'm not a black man, so I know that there's like a little less threat, just just like a smidge, like five percent less. You know. And then if I, if I put, if I code switch enough and I put on my really educated voice, then maybe I can get away with being alive. Like I, maybe I can do that. You know, like I just have to really put it together and make sure I sound a certain way, but it's frustrating that you even have to do that. Right. Um, but it just, it's just going to take so much. It's going to take a lot of work, you know, and i mean you know there's we we have we have a racist president in office you know and and i also think that there the the more that that one side bands together the more the other side is banding together too because i've been seeing some comments i've been seeing some conversations and that has been almost more heartbreaking mm. Just to just to see like y'all really out there and y'all really don't like us like you know what I'm saying like I know that I've experienced it all my life, but because social media just it, it basically allows us to hear everybody's voice at the same time before social media, I would just experience it in it on occasion in my life but I knew how to stay in my lane and do my thing and you know went to a black college so I could just erase four years of racism altogether I was just' with black people and it was great you know um but with social media now, I'm like I I, I see pastor po, a pastor like Pastor Levi Lusco post a Black Lives Matter thing, and I saw all of his comments just hate racism. You're not a pastor. This is not of God. You just all of this stuff. So I'm like, now I'm hurt because like it's in the Christian community. And I'm like, this is just so deep. Like because I hadn't really encountered like it wasn't like I was ever gonna walk into a room of a whole bunch of like. Like white people, like white redneck people that live in a certain type part of the country that are actually still members of the KKK. Like, I'm not, I haven't done that. You know, I've just experienced my own racism in my life, but I've also lived, lived a kind of a quiet life too. So I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I'm yeah. explaining that correctly, but it's just like when you see all of it and you see all the size and you see all the hate and you just, and, and, and it just, it's just like, oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> like, may, maybe, maybe we're not going anywhere. Maybe we're going to take two, se- like 10 steps backwards because they are doing just as much talking as we are, you know? So it's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's overwhelming and it's, and it's hard. And, and sometimes I just, I just want to be like, shoot, I don't want to stay silent. I know I can't, I won't, but I understand wanting to because it's so hard. It's so hurtful. It's just like, it makes you hate being black. And I don't like that. I don't want to hate being black. I want to love being black. I do. I love my culture. We're lit. We're lit. I love it. You know, but at the same time, when you get on the media and you see how much we're hated, and you, and you start to unpack all the race and you start to unpack all the redlining and you, 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 you listen to the videos about what really Central Park was and, and you learn about your own city and the, and, the, and the highway they built through the wealthy black neighborhood of Minneapolis. And you just get pissed all over again and you're like, well, forget it, I hate being black. Mm-hmm. This roller coaster of emotions. And you're like, we're never gonna change. This is just horrible. And you just, so that's why I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't really, I really don't i'm sorry <laughs> yeah but
0: don't be sorry because i mean that's the honest answer and that's like what, a
1: rambling girl that,
0: girl I'm, I'm all for the <laughs> rambling you yes. know i like that you just called it for what it is when you were like we have a racist president in office yeah. and let me tell you like i have never once thought like, okay, politics is a place, like, that's a place where I should venture into. Like, I, you know, I've always thought I don't want to touch that. Um, I, I mean, more so like in the, in the public eye place, like, you know, as an influencer, as someone with social media, I've always kind of tried to stay away from political conversations. Right. Yeah. And I think part of it is that just for so long, I haven't really known where I stand, what issues am I most passionate about? Um, you know, like even voting, like I haven't really seen the importance of voting until more recently. And so Mm -hmm. I love that you, you said it, you said it for what it is because it is. And I am now at this point where I would not have been here, you know, two weeks ago, if you had said something like that on my podcast, I've been like, Ooh, I'm going to cut that out. That's too political. Can't do it. Now I'm Mm -hmm. like, preach it girl. Because I'm now at a point where I don't care if it's political. I don't care if it's controversial. What I care about is the truth and what needs to come to light. And so on that note, I'm wondering, like, when you think about what needs to happen for the future in terms of getting to the roots of the systemic racism and really dealing with the issues that we're seeing, the mass incarceration, the 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 problems with the police. Um, Do you think that more of our efforts need to be put on getting people involved in voting, and get people more involved in terms of like putting people, putting the right people in office, or do you think it is more so the social justice side in terms of okay, I want to contribute my time and money and and uh, resources to helping fund um like a, a community organizations. like does that make sense like I'm kind of asking mm-hmm. like where do you personally think our priorities should lie or should we just do it all I mean of course both. like you know the ideal is do both but mm-hmm. how I mean how heavy is that you know like yes. th- yeah
1: yeah and it, and it will I'll say both but I will say not all because mm-hmm. not one person can do all the things yeah You know what I'm saying? Like, I am not out there on the picket lines protesting. And I would if I was a single woman right now with no children. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was really, I was, and I was really about that life, I really would. But that's just not my place right now. It's not my season. Um, so that's, that's not, that's not part of it. That's for me, but I can definitely send the emails and make the phone calls and sign the petitions and donate the money and that kind of thing. And also make sure that, you know, I'm, Researching and and knowing who I am voting into office, and that we are talking more about that because it's not just the president, but it's every official, mm-hmm. every official, every state has their own laws, you know, and we don't take local elections seriously. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, I sure don't. Yeah. So that that's a huge part of it because they're making all these laws that allow for these things to happen and allow for the systemic racism to continue. Because no one's stopping them, you know? So yes, 100% the voting and putting the right people in office is going to be a huge thing, but it's not the only thing. Because obviously we, we all know that voting is just that. It's a vote. So it's super important, but if it doesn't go your way, then what? Mm-hmm. You know, we still have to to do... Uh, that's why there are the grassroots and the organizations and the, and the nonprofits and and they're all so wonderful, and I'm even being, I didn't even know how much was out there. I mean, of course, there's no way you can know how much is all out there. Like, that, that's just impossible. There's no way to know all the books and all the organizations, but we are, as we're all sharing, we're all learning, and we're all able, to, oh, I can, I can take one organization that I really care about, you know, and either find a way to get involved, find a way to volunteer, find a way to donate, or just, even if all I do is just spread the message or find someone that might, like, that, that it's every, like, if everyone does a small part, then we're all going to do large parts. You know what I'm saying? It's going to become a big impact. That's a way more intellectual way to say that. If we all do small parts, small small parts, it'll be a really big, large part. (laughs) What? What did I just say? A big impact because I have a degree and I'm using it right now. Um, But, Yeah. So I think, I think it's, it's, it's all of it. And of course, you know, there's, there's the, we're, we're moms here. There's the work of doing the work at home with our kids, which is, I think is so huge. As much as I want to believe that this fight can be over by the time that my kids are grown, our kids are grown. I don't, I'm not convinced that it will be Mm. because I mean, one of the, some of the enlightening things that we've been sharing lately is like, you all realize that like 1960, you know, would not that long ago less than a hundred years ago. Like, come on, let's be real. You know? So, um, and and a lot of these laws, but we just celebrated loving day. And I don't, I don't have the the year off the top of my head as far as like when that law, you know, was, was put into place that allowed interracial marriages, but it was definitely like 50, 60 years ago. Like it was not that long ago, you know? So we have to realize that if it's, if, 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 you know, the, the race is like, there's, there's been some change because in a way, like, you know, obviously we're not, we don't have a Jim Crow era anymore. Obviously we don't have like laws that prohibit like black people from walking into a restroom or whatever. Like, obviously there's been some change. And so we just need to keep going. We can't just be like, oh, you know, we, we, we let you guys in on the bus and we let you guys use the bathroom and we gave you guys February for black history month. And so done. All right, great. And it's problem solved wonderful are you are you happy we we've also continued to mass incarcerate you and put you in in projects and just make sure you have no wealth but but we let you actually walk in the restaurant this time so that's good right mm. like that's how it is like that's how america is and it's like we I, I think for a while we just kind of like yeah okay they gave us that but we're still oppressed but well we can't really ask for much more at least they let us do this right now we're like wait a minute no mm, actually no 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 y'all don't do this for too long We we have to make A change but saying all that to say like if 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 we're still dealing with this and it's been how many years how many years is it really going to take over change is not going to happen overnight Mm. you know and if we ebb and flow with our enthusiasm about it like again doesn't mean that it has to be like the top cop topic of the top the top topic of conversation on social media for the next 17 years but it should at least be in the top three
0: Mm. yeah
1: you know, because yeah. as soon as we let that die down and as soon as we forget, then it's just going to slowly ease back again. And that's, that's the part that's scary too, because even if it is in the top three conversations that we have in our lives for the next 17 years, best believe we're still going, there's still going to be issues 17 years from now that we're still going to be fighting, but it should be a whole heck of a lot better than, than it is now if we're consistent and if we, you know, if we if we take this seriously
0: yeah one of the best things I've heard and I don't even know who said it but I I heard somebody describe this this whole I don't even know what I'm trying to say like whatever this is this event this movement this this enlightening it's a marathon not a sprint yeah um and that I feel like it kind of stopped me in my tracks for a moment because I was starting to get overwhelmed. And of course, my version of overwhelm is probably so, so minuscule compared to other people,
1: including your overwhelm. But yeah, for but me, I was- don't diminish it. Don't diminish it because it's still overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, it is, it is still overwhelmed. And I remember like reaching this point where I was like, there's just too much to do. So like now what, you know, like I I just, I just, it was so overwhelming. I I can't think of another word to describe it. And then I heard somebody say, you know, listen guys, like don't try to do all the things this week. You do not have to buy 50 million books off of Amazon and watch 20 documentaries and listen Mm -hmm. to 30 podcasts. Like literally just start with one book, one podcast. Uh, one documentary, like start somewhere and let this be now a lifelong journey of learning, because just in the same way, like change in our country isn't going to happen overnight. Um, Like, like you have to be, you have to have grace and like patience with the process and not patience in terms of like, sit back and just, you know, see what happens, but patience in terms of like, you've got to just take it day by day and do what you can with what you have right now. Um, like it really, you can't treat it like a sprint because I don't want to see this topic burn out. Yeah, you know, and so we've got to find a way to keep it going, but, you know, maybe not quite at the velocity to where from now until eternity, we're all walking around with this overwhelm where we can't do things because of the burnout. And because yeah. of the stress and heaviness. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed you posting uh, like a lot about self-care lately, yeah. Um, which I'm very appreciative of because I'm sure that there are other moms who are watching you and following you who have not considered that in terms of, okay, like I'm working so hard. I'm working so hard. Why do I feel this way? Why do I still feel this heaviness? Like, what do I do now? They, maybe they've kind of taken their eye off of even the more practical things of like, taking care of yourself, relaxing, unplugging. I'm yes. sure that that's huge right now. Yeah. Um, so can you maybe tell us a little bit about like, what does self care look like for you these days?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I did, a, I just did a podcast episode on this too. Yeah, um, you did. About, about taking care of yourself when, when it's all so heavy and that's, that's a part of the fight is mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. It's a part, it's a part of the fight of life, you know, like regardless of, of this, it's a part of the fight of life, you know, the marathon that is life. Like we have to be taking care of ourselves, but even more so in this era of, think about it. We are also in the middle of a pandemic. This pandemic has not gone anywhere. COVID still exists, y'all. It still exists. Just because they're out there protesting in mass, does not mean COVID done gone somewhere, okay? So it's heavy. It's all really heavy. So self-care has to look like doing some unplugging. that that is for me like I put my phone on do not disturb I'm not picking up my like my I'm not checking Instagram I'm not listening I'll you know like usually like most mornings I'll turn the news on when I'm getting ready I will choose not to turn the news on I will listen to a podcast that has nothing to do with racial injustice nothing to do with anything serious I mean it's going to bring me joy or you know I will just put on some family feud um (laughs) <laughs> clips on YouTube and just laugh because Steve Harvey is crazy and that will just get my mood up so good y'all like listen it's like the littlest things um so do that that's part of self care too um you know hanging out with your with your husband hanging out with my husband um and just choosing something that will make us both laugh that we can just like literally like not even think about everything that's going on mm-hmm. um i think that's 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 the big part of it is really just Escaping for a little bit and telling yourself like that's okay and, and that's like I told like when in my pockets episode I'm like, listen, black, white, brown, purple I don't care we all are feeling this and that's why I told you like don't diminish your overwhelm mm-hmm. like I, I notice you're doing that like, you're like oh it's not compared to you and I appreciate that I do it's different you're right and there there's definitely a weight that's gonna be on me because of the color of my skin that's not going to be on you but it doesn't mean that you're not feeling that mm-hmm. and your overwhelm and your heaviness is not to be discredited because it doesn't compare or whatever. That's not even the right word, but it's just different from mine. And that's regardless of this situation or any situation in life. I had a friend that told me that once, and that really helped me because I always felt like she, she just has a really hard life. And I just always felt like, I'm just not as, it's not as hard as yours. I'm sorry. Like, you know, if she's a single mom and I would feel like, who am I to complain about what I'm going through with my parenthood when you don't even have a husband to help you out or whatever. And she was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Your hard is still hard. It's just different from my hard. And we can be there together to support each other. I tell you what's going on. You help me. You tell me what's going on. I help you, you know? So we, we have to stop this whole, like, wanting to just like be little and, and, and feel, Oh, well I, I've got to keep running and I got to keep doing this marathon because I know other people out there have it harder than me. Stop. That doesn't matter. You are still a human being with feelings, with emotions, with overwhelm, with all that stuff. And if you don't take care of yourself, you will tap out, you will burn out. And then it's going to be way harder to come back, mm. you know? Yeah. So do you so, yeah. think that showing up in your business
0: these days is so- Somewhat a form of self care for you as well, because I know that you know the work you're doing is amazing, and you're passionate about it. And I, I don't know. You might be in the middle of a launch right now, so it might not be a source of self care. Not, not at all, but. actually.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, right. you know, I can't wait for this launch to be over. Like, this is a lot. It's a lot, guys. It's a great time to be launching things when when life is heavy, and you're like, I don't like, especially because for the first like week and a half. I was so upset and, and emotional and angry and all the things and my health wasn't doing so well and and I, it was impossible to work. So then a lot of things just kind of started to pile up on me and I'm like, this is just perfect. So, um, I, I mean, I debated, you know, I postponed the launch a week. I probably should have postponed it a little bit longer, but I just, I kind of felt like if I continue to postpone that I just won't do it. And and I, I wanted to just kind of bite, bite the bullet and make it happen. but usually work is a bit of self care for me. But honestly, I I can't wait to give myself some time off from working once I get through this launch and 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 really just not like not do a thing that has to do with using my brain at yeah. all. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but I, I will say it's it's a ne- it it does serve as a necessary distraction because stuff mm. has to get done. So in order for me to get the stuff done, then I do have to turn the phone off and I have to focus. So because I've got deadlines to meet and, and things of that nature, it's forcing me off of the phone and out of you know the news and things of that nature. So that's good, but it, I would not credit that to be the self-care right now. <laughs> I
0: totally understand. Uh, Well, this conversation that we're having is airing on Monday. So literally two days from now. Um, (laughs) What can you tell us about what's coming? Although I'm sure you've kind of, you've alluded to it,
1: right? Like what? I've alluded to it. It, It's interesting because of this time. I like, yes, I'm launching, but I, I, I don't think I'm going to hit it as hard as i was expecting to on social media because like i want to make sure that i'm staying true to my messaging and what's important to me and and so i'm like so i'm launching this thing and like i i love you and i'm gonna talk about it a little bit but also like not too much because yeah. i'm still really thinking about this other thing too and i'm not about to be here i'm like okay so that was all nice and dandy but now here's a whole week of launch content in your face like i'm not gonna do that It doesn't feel genuine. And for me, I, I just get the best, I don't even want to say results, but I just get the best, whatever. Like I get the best community. I get the best engagement. I get the best connection. I get the best, just the reason why I feel like I'm here when I just go with where my heart is, you know, and not follow the rules per se of like business. So, um, but I've alluded to it. So essentially I'm launching a membership community. It's called the mission motherhood Academy. so hopefully when this when this podcast airs I will have gotten everything ready to go cuz you know maybe there's there might be some technical issues I'm having right now that I haven't figured out yet but that's okay we're going to figure it out after I get off this call we're going to go back to the computer and figure it out but um but the Mission Motherhood Academy is it's really I'm really excited for it it's something that's very different from I think anything that I've seen out there um it's not a typical membership program where you log in, and you take a bunch of courses, and then maybe every quarter you have a call that is filled with, you know, fifty thousand people, and you just listen and twiddle your thumbs. That's not what this is. This is going to be a live workshop series every single month, like forever, <laughs> forever as long as I'm in business. Um, so it's it's live classes, which I'm really excited about. You're when you it's something that's different about when you have that date on your calendar and you're showing up live. To Zoom with everybody, and you're learning, and you're and you're and you're coming together in like a class format to grow together and learn together. That I think is really special, mm. um, more so than just just online courses. So, um, the membership community does have a mini course component to it. So every month there's going to be a theme that covers my seven pillars of my mission motherhood framework, um, from learning how to change your narrative about motherhood to learning how to organize your home in a way that serves you and your family so that you can create more room and space to breathe and grow to owning your time and creating homes and the home management systems and, and really um, working towards developing that mission of motherhood that you've been called to reclaiming that joy and making space for the other missions that you feel called to as well. But um, really growing as a mom, getting equipped and empowered. Like there's the empowerment piece, which is, which is like, you know the faith and the mindset, but there's also like we're gonna equip you. We're gonna teach you how to be the mom that you want to be. It's not all gonna be me too. There's gonna be guest experts. You're gonna be one of them, and I'm really Ooh. excited about that. Um, <laughs> that are gonna come in every other month and teach about their area of expertise. So I'm I'm in contact with sleep trainers. I'm in contact with breastfeeding lactation consultants. I'm in contact with open-ended play experts and homeschool experts. So this is going to be amazing. Like the more that it grows the more workshops we have the more classes that that are put out and the more guest experts like moms are just going to be coming together to learn and just constantly put things in their tool belt to be like oh my goodness i can do this motherhood thing i have a motherhood mission yes like that's that's the goal here to really just change that motherhood narrative from constantly miserable constantly frustrated constantly with mental load to i'm an overcomer i've got joy I'm doing this. I've got intention. I'm making time for myself. My kids are happy. Like just, just all of it. So, I'm really excited. Um, it launches Monday, um, and the the launch, of course, being that it's brand new. If you join, you'll be a founding member. So the the, the prices right now are the founding member price, pretty inexpensive. Um, and the the cool thing is also there's a plan for everybody. So. You can join as just a workshop attendee every single month where you just, you attend the workshops and you just um, get access to mini courses as, as they're launched. Um, or you can attend as with, with that. Plus you can also have access to our group coaching that happens once a month in addition to the live workshops and our private Slack community as well. So that's a little bit of a higher price for more community. And then there's a, 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 a an elite, membership or the top tier which is i also want some one-on-one support too so you can also have group call live workshop slack community but also have a one-on-one call with me and voxer support with me on fridays and that is the highest price as well so if you want more support you pay a little bit more but um and then you can upgrade or downgrade anytime just depending on what you need in your season of life so something to meet everybody where they are every budget every need i'm excited it'll be fun
0: i'm so excited like when I see first of all your content because girl your message is just on fire when I see your content but also when I hear personally you know whether it's through um, your stories that you're putting out or through the conversations we've had on past podcast interviews like when I see your passion combined with this message that you have I honestly feel like God has literally dropped something so incredible in your lap. And I know that this membership community is something that you maybe did not anticipate at first. Like you did not think like, okay, this is the direction I'm going to go in. But seriously, watching you just roll with this new inspiration, these fresh ideas, it's inspiring for me. And it's also like, it's bringing more passion alive in me in terms of okay, I love being an entrepreneur, but now I also want to really make sure I still continue loving being a mom. And I feel like every time I see one of your posts, I'm like pulled right back there. And I'm like, yes, like you're, (laughs) this is so right. And in fact, there was one post in particular, I think you put it out maybe this past week and you said something in it along the lines of, um, and it was a post about how, like, you know, you're not just a mom. You know, like being a mom is amazing. You know, like there's a purpose behind it. There's a calling to it. But then the very end of the post, you say something like, um, I actually wrote it down so I could say it. And oh. it. Um, I just wrote down this, this one sentence. You said, but pursuing things outside of being a mom doesn't take away from your motherhood mission. It fuels and ignites it. And I, I just love that. And if you wouldn't mind, like, I really would love to close out this conversation with you just encouraging the listener today who is a mom and, you know, maybe she, she loves being a mom so dearly, but sometimes she also feels this pull where she loves maybe her ministry or she Mm -hmm. loves her network marketing business, or she loves her coaching, you know, like whatever it is, you know, or maybe she loves her. Um, her hobby, you know, it could just be something like blogging or sewing, you know, whatever it is. If she has a passion that she thinks, okay, this is different from being a mom. And for some reason she's having a hard time bringing the two together. Yeah. What kind of words of encouragement
1: could you offer her on that? Mm. I mean, one is that you are not, not a mom and you're doing other things. Mm. You're always a mom. Your mom hat is always on you know what I'm saying? So when you're, when you're working on that ministry, when you're working on your network marketing business or whatever it is that you're doing, like, it's not like you just, I mean, yes, like, of course you want to unplug from motherhood. Like that's real, but like, let's be real. You are never just like, okay, forget my kids. Just I'm, I'm, I'm a bad mom now because we think that, but it's just not true. It's just not. Your mom hat is always on and you're, you're always like your, your heart is always with your children. So if you have this guilt, of, for whatever reason, feeling like, well, when I'm over here, I'm less of a mom. I'm gonna tell you right now to end that guilt because it's a lie of the enemy, just hands down. Number one, but number two, don't you want your kids to know that they are called to a purpose, that they've been called by the Lord? You know, that they like if, if your kids came to you and said, okay, well, I'm really feeling called to like you know, do dance, but I'm in school. And so I I can't do anything else because I'm a student right now. You'd be like, no, of course, you can do both. You can be a student and you can do dance. We'll find a way to make it happen. Let's follow your passions and you would encourage them and all that stuff. And guess what? When they do dance class and they're going to be fired up and they're going to be passionate about it and that energy is going to spill over into their academics and they start performing better in school or whatever that might be, right? It all goes together. That's why when you are on fire in your mission outside of motherhood, that is fueling your mission inside of motherhood because it's giving you that 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 excitement. It's 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 feeding the person that you were, that you are, in addition to being a mom, because you are always a mom, but that's not your identity. Your identity is in Christ. And then you have multiple things that God is calling you to, one of them being motherhood. And yes, I believe that motherhood is on a Like it's higher in the rankings. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't, we should not be putting our job or putting our our other passions before our family. But it doesn't mean like before in like priority, you know what I'm saying? Like before and like we shouldn't be idolizing them. But at the same time, they are definitely right there and they're definitely just as important as one another, and they definitely go hand in hand. So if you're struggling with that, know that the more you you know, fuel that, 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 that fire that's inside of you and you allow that fire to, to, to make, to actually like come like to be ignited the more you're going to show it for your kids. You, I, really, I really believe that. And they're going to feel that energy and they're going to feel empowered. They're going to see different sides of you and that's going to show them what they can do too. So I always look at it as going hand in hand, you know?
0: Mm, I love that. And I feel like that's a picture that I've been really trying hard to cling to these days when it does kind of feel like, okay, some days I am more present as a mom some days I'm not all that present as a mom. And like a part of it is that, you know, I have childcare, So like, I literally am not present. Like I am in a different part of the house. I mean, I'm technically still in the house, but right. you know I'm saying? Like I am unavailable for a period of time, but then sometimes in the afternoon, you know, let's say I have a client call then, okay, now parenting duty is now on my husband. And sometimes it's not until five, five 30, you know, in the afternoon where I'm like, okay, let's have some quality time. And if I am spent by that time, sometimes quality time looks like snuggling up on the couch and watching Lion King. Like sometimes like that's what I offer. And some, some days I I struggle with like, okay, is that enough? You know, like, is that, is that okay? Like, is that good? But when I see what you're saying about like, no, it goes hand in hand. And like, you know, some days It might look like that. Some days you're going to realize, okay, like, you know, I'm going to decompress. I'm going to put my phone away. I'm going to be present. Like you have to have those boundaries as well. And, And I just feel like you speak to all of these things so well, just from you being an entrepreneur and like living it out but also the way you work with moms and not just moms who are entrepreneurs. Cause you know, clearly you can be a stay at home mom and still wrestle with these same things. Oh, definitely. Um, but anyway, just, I just love the work that you're doing. I, I just, I don't know. I'm always just so amazed. And so I'm really excited about this membership community. Um, I definitely want our listeners to check that out. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say except just, Thank you, like uh, thank you, thank you, thank you Aww. for this whole conversation, um, for even just being willing to give me your time for the third time <laughs> on the show. I as love always, it. Always,
1: always a pleasure. <laughs> yes, you
0: you are welcome back as many times as you want. <laughs> like let's just let's just make it a thing. Like <laughs> like monthly chats with Caroline. We're just we're just gonna hang out. But I love I,
1: it. I appreciate you. No, really, I I thank you for allowing me to keep it real. I know this, this was definitely, I, I felt it, it's, you can see that I stumble more on my words because there is things that I'm, I'm fighting and wrestling with when it comes to everything as well and still doing my own unpacking and still doing my own processing. So I appreciate you being patient with me with just like, you know, trying to answer the questions, but also being like, there's just so many things that I want to say and I'm passionate and I'm angry and I'm upset and I'm excited and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just, is it's, it's a harder conversation to have. Um, so I appreciate you being patient with me. I appreciate you allowing me to just, you know, use my voice, speak it, amplify it, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm grateful. Um, and other than that, you know, I love what you're doing as well. Don't you dare ever think that you're not doing enough for your for your beautiful children. Um, you know, and it, even sometimes if it comes down to you, you have remind, did you put food on their table today? Did you put clothes on their back? Did you get them come on now. That's all, but that's real. That's all part of it. That's all part of it. I have to do work so that you can have that toy that you want and that you can have the food and you can have, you know what I'm saying? Like that's all parenting. So we have to let go of that guilt. It is 100% enough when you snuggle on the couch and you watch Lion King some days and other days you may be more present. All of it is enough. They just want us. They just want us, you know? But I guarantee you the spent that comes from working is different from the unfulfillment or resentment or lack of joy or whatever. If we feel like we haven't done a thing for ourselves or a thing to, you know, ignite the fire, that little pilot light that might be inside of you. If you haven't ignited, if you haven't, if you haven't ignited it, then those emotions, that depression, that, you know what I'm saying? That, is, is going to really spill over
0: mm. in a way
1: that we don't want that. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And I've been or, there. Remind yourself. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm never
1: going back there. Like, right.
0: I've been there.
1: Um, so I hope you and all of your listeners, like, just really take that to heart. Remind yourself, speak that life over yourself. You're, you know, you're, you are enough because the Lord gives you what you need to be enough. And mm. he's called you and he's going to equip you. And that's all that matters.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to end this conversation on that note because I can't think of a better way to end it. Thank you. <laughs> of course.